the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Another shooting that appears to be part of the normal course of events, however sad that is, in Columbus, Ohio, on a random weekday night, appears to have nothing in common with a congressional oversight hearing in Washington, D.C., or with a uh, high-level plea deal involving the son of a president. But uh, in one respect, they are uh, linked uh, by one common thread between them. That is where we will begin a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 98.9 The Answer. A reminder, you can take us with you wherever you go on the iHeartTuneIn and Radio.com app. We had, uh, last night in Columbus, a an incident that was uh, normal by some standards, uh, abnormal by others, although not as abnormal as it should be. It should not be um, debated whether it's abnormal for a 12-year-old boy to take a gun, uh, go out on the street, and shoot two 13-year-olds. That should be a supreme outlier. But as the violence in Columbus escalates, and as more and more juveniles are involved in uh, ever-escalating crimes in their severity, stealing cars, very common now, crashing cars, increasingly common, uh, shooting others, being shot themselves, sadly, becoming also at least trending toward common, uh, it is not all that abnormal. The boy was 12 years old. He shot two 13-year-olds. Thankfully, uh, they appear to both be in conditions that will allow them to survive. And then we had another shooting uh, later on last night, uh, where two more juveniles were shot. Uh, They thankfully also will survive. But what could that possibly have to do with Hunter Biden getting uh, no jail time unless the judge who has to sign off on the case uh, crosses up the prosecutors and the attorneys for Hunter Biden? And what does it have to do with special counsel John Durham sitting in front of Congressional oversight today being grilled by Democratic legislators and being supported by Republican ones. The common thread is a lack of accountability, a lack of interest in accountability. A 12-year-old boy having access to a gun should result in his parents, and yes, I know, you're thinking right now, well, he probably doesn't have Uh, Two parents at home, one parent at home. Where's the accountability for that? Yeah, we uh, are at a place in our culture where we have to be so careful. Why? I don't know, other than presumably you're supposed to care uh, what people think of you, even though they're people you don't respect, who you don't share their values uh, because I don't, I don't share the values of people who would leave a 12-year-old at home with access to a gun. That is an egregious lack of responsibility and accountability. 
there have been um, myriad failings of parenting and oversight. If a 12-year-old thinks that it's okay to get a gun and use a gun on other kids who are his approximate age, there is no accountability there or this would not happen. Will there be accountability in hindsight? Will the dad, the mom, do they exist? Are they there? I don't know. I mean, I know they exist because the kid is here and he wasn't here by some uh, means that did not involve a mom and a dad. Though the transgender ideologues will tell you there's a way that he could have gotten here without a dad and a mom. Will there be accountability in hindsight? There's none for Hunter Biden. I know that. And the lack of accountability is evident in the fact that you can absolutely 100% predict the view of the final adjudication of Hunter Biden's lawsuit. You can predict whether it was a sweet deal, if it's a Republican talking about it, or whether it's totally normal, nothing to see here, if it is a Democrat talking about it. Likewise, John Durham, the special counsel who issued the report on the origins of the Russia collusion hoax investigation by Robert Mueller, you can absolutely 100% predict whether Durham was a political hack, that's if a Democrat's questioning him, or whether he's a guy who was calling out a deplorable lack of accountability and adherence to the rule of law and equal application of the law at the Justice Department. That's when the Republicans are questioning him. When we do polls in this country about violence in these cities or about partisanship in the political arena, there's a clear majority of opinion that we would love to figure out a way to stop the violence in the cities and we would love to find a way to bring the temperature down or reach across the aisle or work with the other side. Everybody says they want that. That's just that nobody wants to do what is necessary for any of those three things to happen or those two things to happen because to do so would have to compel us to come out of our partisan cave and admit that, yeah, maybe our side is also a little bit or maybe a lot bit responsible. Uh, Andrew Ginther, the mayor, and city council members and others here in Columbus can devote all the quote-unquote resources they want to to all manner of job training programs and recreational opportunities and pool openings and the police can hold as many block parties as they can fit into their schedules in Linden and Franklinton and other of the city's most violent areas. None of it will have the fractional or a fraction of the impact. None of it will have a fraction of the impact that could be attained by moms and dads parenting their kids, which would 
require there to A, be a mom and a dad in every home. Also to have them actually be interested in parenting. Maybe all the money we're spending on midnight basketball and splash pads could be better devoted to parenting instruction. Oh, but we can't do that because people might think that you're, you know, racist or something phobic if you dared to insinuate that, you know what, you're doing this whole parenting thing wrong. It's disgusting to listen to the partisan questioning of John Durham in Washington. Not because I obviously think that John Durham brought to bear important revelations about the Justice Department. I do think that, but it goes beyond that. It goes, it's just so disgustingly typical that when a Republican is talking to John Durham, John Durham is an angel sent to save us from our worst partisan inclinations. And when a Democrat is talking to John Durham, he's a dope and a dupe and someone doing the bidding of Donald Trump. <laughs> we, we are so incredibly eager to align behind the extremes of the ideology that's out there, rather than to say, you know, you might have a point on that, but I have a point on this, and then have the other person actually say, yeah, I think you do have a point on that, or I think the point that I have is also valid, and here's why. Um, It's not just the spoken word. It's not just in Washington. It's in the media coverage. I read with interest this NBC story on Hunter Biden and his uh, plea deal. Hunter Biden, the son of the President of the United States, not a beneficiary of white privilege at all, not a beneficiary of the patriarchy, not a beneficiary of who you know rather than what you've done. The headlines in this NBC story say, legal experts say the charges against Hunter Biden are rarely brought. The federal statute making it unlawful for a drug addict to possess a gun faces court challenges. The misdemeanor tax charges also rarely result in jail time. Uh, We'll give you the lesson on spin, how to read spin, how to sort through spin. It doesn't require reading between the lines. It requires reading closely the verbiage and being smart enough to draw conclusions from the way the words are artfully crafted to forestall any responsibility on the part of Hunter Biden. So I do this from time to time, uh, kind of an education on how to read news stories, how to ask questions, because uh, so much of media coverage today uh, programs you, uh, aside from the fact that some of the programming is overt, like the dispatch and its unending quest to demonize the Jerry Serino bill in the Ohio Senate. I think it's Senate Bill 83, which would uh, not allow 
colleges and high schools to teach only critical race theory concepts when it comes to American history. They would have to uh, balance their teaching. That's overt propagandizing when the dispatch runs editorial after editorial after editorial from any random teacher, teacher's union official, college professor, administrator, retired administrator, anybody they can find uh, painting this ghastly picture of what the future is like. If education in Ohio will cease to exist as we know it, if Senate Bill 83 becomes law, that's obvious propagandizing. You can figure that out. But in a story like the one I read from NBC News about Hunter Biden's plea deal, uh, the propagandizing is more subtle, as is this headline that just popped up on my screen from the WSYX Channel 6 website. New poll reveals majority of Americans support transgender athletes competing based on biological sex. So, well, your brain is always processing information. So the headline is crafted. New poll reveals majority of Americans support transgender athletes competing. And then it says, based on biological sex. Now, what would be a more authentic way to write that headline? Poll reveals majority of Americans oppose boys playing girls' sports. Now, you tell me, which headline is clearer in your mind as you read it? New poll reveals majority of Americans support transgender athletes competing based on biological sex. Or, new poll shows most Americans oppose boys playing girls' sports. Both headlines essentially say the same thing, but the first one is extremely misleading. The second one is clear. Likewise, Hunter Biden takes a plea deal for not paying his taxes on time. We used to call that tax evasion. But of course, we can't call it tax evasion anymore because evasion implies that somebody did something wrong. We can't have Hunter Biden being accused of doing something wrong. I mean, he's such a great kid, right? He splashes paint on canvas and he snorts crack off hookers' bellies and he gives thousands of dollars to women who've been human trafficked. He's a great kid. His father's proud of him. He said it. He's totally proud of him. Even yesterday, I'm so proud of my son. He's done nothing wrong. Well, he has done something wrong or he wouldn't be pleading to charges of tax evasion. By the way, how much tax evasion? How much tax evasion? Like, what did Hunter Biden owe in federal taxes? Are you curious to know? You notice how that number's not reported? Do you think if Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or Lara Trump or Ivanka Trump or me avoided paying our taxes and we're two years late paying $1.2 million in taxes. Do you think the $1.2 million number would be reported if it were, I don't know, Rand Paul who hadn't paid his taxes on time or Ted Cruz or J.D. Vance? If that $1.2 million number, you won't find it reported in this NBC story. It's three pages long. No room for the $1.2 million figure. So here's the lead. The charges brought against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, are rarely prosecuted, legal experts say. So in other words, like, this is never charged, right? Never. Well, later on in the story, tax charges are rarely brought against first-time offenders and even more rarely result in jail time. Who do they cite as their authority on that? Oh, here it is. 
Andrew Weissman, a former FBI general counsel and NBC News contributor, tweeted Tuesday. This is, if anything, harsh, not lenient. Who is Andrew Weissman, you say? Besides being on NBC and being quoted in an NBC story, Andrew Weissman was Robert Mueller's right-hand man in the Trump-Russia collusion hoax investigation. Andrew Weissman, big supporter of the Trump, Ritz-Carlton, hookers urinating on him story. Andrew Weissman, that's the guy's credibility. So we go on down and we get to finally on the third page. I was always taught in journalism school, if you were going to lead with something, you supported your assertion in the lead right up front. The charges brought, this is the lead, the charges brought against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, are rarely prosecuted. I'm still reading three pages in, and this is what it says. This is what you have to know. If the charges are rarely brought, then tell me, when are they brought? And why are they brought? Do those exceptions at all apply to Hunter Biden? Well, finally on page three of the story, the charges resulted in Serious prison time in other cases. Really serious prison time. A 23-year-old from Waterloo, Iowa, was recently sentenced to nearly five years in federal prison. (laughs) And another 23-year-old in Lincoln, Nebraska, received three years in federal prison on the charge. Here, now you tell me there's not a double standard, okay? Tell me there's not a double standard. When in the story where you're telling me there's not a double standard, they write this. The charge has also been recently used against white supremacists when their conduct did not provide an obvious violation of any other criminal statute. In other words, when they can't find something on somebody they want to put behind bars, They use the charges that Hunter Biden pleaded to in his plea deal. On one hand, they can use those charges to put people in jail for five years, three years in a federal prison. But Hunter Biden, hmm, he gets nothing. And he gets nothing because he's Hunter Biden, because he's the son of the president. That's why it took five years to investigate this. And mark my words, that's why they're going to seal the file and they're not going to allow any details in that investigative file to be looked at by House Oversight. Oh, I've got I've got powerful people in Washington saying what still could happen because of this. And I'll play those remarks for you next, including a few from Kevin McCarthy. But these Department of Justice partisans are not without ways to continue to guard the people they want to protect. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.